I don't care what anyone else thinks. I don't care what you can take from me. I don't care what you can give to me. I'm going to, I can't help but to speak about the things I've seen and heard, man. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Do you believe in life after addiction? You better believe it. Now, the host of Life After Addiction. Welcome back to another episode of Life After Addiction. Addiction. You better believe it. This yeah. is episode number 16. That's right. So, dude, there's been this hit on the internet yeah. recently, man. Viral. It's, a, it's a viral challenge, That's man. Crazy, it's a man. sensation. It's actually flooding the nation yeah, yeah. right now. It's wild. Um, and it came from this podcast. It actually came from episode one <laughs> episode of this one. podcast. Yeah. Um, and what was it called again, Carl? It's called the I Ain't Scared the Challenge. I Ain't and here's, Scared Just in case challenge. you need to remember, here it is. <laughs> I challenged <laughs> Chitty if he would do like a hot pepper type thing. And here it is. Here's Chitty doing his shirt. He rips his shirt off. Pretty embarrassing. I was laughing. I couldn't believe he did it. But that spurned, sparred, sparked a viral challenge. It's called the I Ain't Scared Challenge. And we've actually had a submission come in. Because we're going to do a contest. Okay. We're going to do a contest, and it's going to be at the end of the quarter. So March sometime, after we've viewed them all, we're going to give uh, the winner, who we deem to be the funniest, the most courageous, most creative there we go. of the challenge, we're going to give one of these shirts. Where'd that shirt go? Right here. We're going to give one, of, and that's not a lot, right? But that's what we can do. Hey, we're a ministry. One of them Freedom Tees, my favorite T-shirt of all time, super soft. Makes even Chitty look like he's kind of strong in his shoulders. It's an amazing T-shirt. We're going to ship that out to the winner. But we had our first submission, and here is our first submission of the I Ain't Scared Let's Challenge. See this. Big Lair. Come on. Come on with Uh-oh. it. At work. Uh-oh. Look at him. Ah. Get down. Ah. Oh, ah. That's Larry. That Dude. is an alumni all the way, sent all the way from Spokane, Washington. Ooh. Shout Man, out he to might Spokane. win. There might not need Shout to be out. any other submissions because that might win, dude. Shout out to Big Larry. Talk Man. about Big Swole. Come on. He's looking good, dude. Look at him. Boy. Man, what a submission. Mm. What a viral challenge. I ain't scared. Who would have thunked it, dude? Who would have thought that? I mean, I, I was super <laughs> embarrassed that you stood up and did that, but man, I guess it sparked, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, that was sixteen episodes on. ago. From the rooms of recovery to the revival of a nation. From the baby. rooms Come of on. recovery. Come on. Look, look, all the way in Washington State doing that Come on. I ain't scared challenge. Man, Walking that dude that actually, freedom. he actually is, man. That dude's on fire. Mm-hmm. Larry's on fire. He's starting recovery ministries. He's discipling men. That's right. Uh, man, I'm I'm excited for him. I'm proud yeah. of him, man. And that's uh, that's cool. From the rooms of recovery to the revival of a nation. Shout out, Larry. We love you, man. Love you, man. Love you, man. That was, that was awesome. That was hilarious. That was cool. Thank you for helping us start this viral challenge, Larry. Come on. That was pretty witty, man. So cool. So, all right, today we're talking about trials. We're talking about trials and tribulations. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, we've talked about doubt last week, um, and so, I mean, it's probably similar to that, but man, when I get inside of a trial, sometimes, depending on the trial, depending on the mood and the mind space spiritually I am, man, a trial can seem like I am suffocating underwater. Absolutely. Like there is no even breathing, and I can't figure out which way is up, which way is down. There's no hope. And it's like, it's a breeding ground for, to me, and I'm probably for others, but it is breeding ground for self-pity. Yeah. Right? 
woe is me. Why am I in this trial? Why am I having to deal with this? Why can't someone ever help me inside of it? I mean, there's, it's breeding ground for self-pity. Yeah. But the Bible talks interesting about trials. That's not a, a bad thing. Nope. And so let's break that down, man. Let's talk about trials today because we know, let's see, what is it, the 18th? We're halfway, a little over halfway through January. Yep. Uh, people's resolutions probably have gone to the curb by now, that's, maybe even before now. You already know, probably by the third or fourth. <laughs> right. I know that's how I always was. Yeah, and so people <laughs> people are probably getting slapped in the face with some reality or whatever, man. We know, we know. So let's talk about trials. Let's talk about Let's talk about it. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of similar to, like you said, doubt and what we discussed last week and just how it's, it's inevitable. And, you know, the Lord tells us that in Scripture. In John sixteen thirty three. you know, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. Mm. But take heart, I have overcome, overcome the, world. the world. And a big thing for me, man, is, is perspective. Is perspective is perspective, and we've touched on this mm. in previous episodes. Sure have. It's sometimes when I go through these trials, and my perspective is just doom and gloom, and doubt and fear and frustration and anger. It's just a it's it's a pit, you know, that I fall deeper and deeper and deeper and into. And whenever I get away from the word and I get caught up in my own thoughts and my own mind and what makes sense to me, and I detach from the but take heart, I have overcome the world. Man, it's a breeding ground for just doubt and frustration and confusion and anger and resentment. And it's so important. I'm going to give, I'll share, we'll say four, just uh, biblical principles, specific things that Scripture discusses and ways in which to respond to trials. So, yeah. you know, the first one would be give thanks. Um, and I love Hebrews tw uh, 12, 28 through 29. And it says, therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Let us be grateful for that. And thus let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe for our God is a consuming fire. So, man, to be thankful in times of trials and in times of tribulation, it takes a conscious effort. Mm. It takes wrestling with certain things in your yeah. faith and it takes applying these things um, to have that heart and, and posture of gratitude and thanks, man, it takes some, some work on my end, yeah. not to be good enough or to, but I've got to do these things. You know, I've got to remind myself like, okay, yeah, things may not be going my way. Yes. I may be in a dark spot. Yes. I may be in a tough situation or scenario, but man, there's fundamental things as a Christian, as a believer, as a born again, believer that I always have to be thankful for. So shifting my perspective from the things that are wrong or negative or, or tough in my life to, man, these are things that I have absolute uh, reasons to be thankful and grateful and taking heart in those. Yeah. And trial. And again, if you go back and check out last week's episode of while I'll never ask Carl to look up a definition for me again. But according to Webster's, the trial, many definitions, but the one I think we're aimed at is a test of faith, mm -hmm. patience or stamina through subjection to suffering or temptation. Mm. And I mean, those are cool words, and I think that can help us understand what, what we're talking about when we talk about a trial. But I mean, often I think for believers, when we're talking about believe, two believers, um, and if we're talking to an unbeliever, I think this probably sounds like hogwash to you and yeah. and not realistic, but yeah. stay, stay with us. Uh, so believer, when we're talking about a trial, we're talking about, man something that I don't even know in the moment that you are thinking as a trial. And maybe that's a part of training the mind and, yep. and 
subjection to our Lord uh, that no matter what's going on, we rely on the verse that I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live, I leave to him, the one who died for me, who loved me and died for me. Mm. Now, if that's true, then everything a part of a believer's life, everything is to bring God glory. And so the word trial or when we're in something, like I said earlier, to kind of start us off, it's so easy to be woe is me. It's so easy to dump, jump into a self-pity. Mm-hmm. But if I can train my mind to trust and, and remember the verse, I've been crucified with him. Remember the verse that you talked about last week in Romans 8 where it talks about the, his spirit uh, testifies there's, there's to witness, us, bears yep. witness to us that we are his, to our spirit that we're his children to mm-hmm. his, chi- his child. Then I think we have to be in a position of, okay, this is going on. We can give a thousand examples right now, um, but you just fill in the blank. Let's say I'm having family issues, um, and I don't think it's a trial in that moment because I have so many things going on. I'm just, I'm just feeling the stress. I'm just feeling the weight or anger or frustration or disappointment or letdown, whatever those emotions are. I'm just feeling that on top of everything else that's still going on in my life. And if I'm not careful, man, and I don't want to keep repeating myself, and if I'm not in the right mindset spiritually and I'm not reminding myself of the verses that we just mentioned Man, I don't know how anyone gets out of it, but once I do remind myself, and well, I do, I think people medicate out of it or medicate into it, I should say. Mm-hmm. I think people turn to um, things to bring them temporary joy that only cause further pain. I think people turn to uh, distractions in life, I think, uh, whatever it may be. But if I'm in tune with Christ, that if I'm walking with Christ and I turn to it and I'm saying, hey, this is but a moment in my life. Now, let's even bring it bigger. It might not be my family. Let's say it's the the, the climate of today, the, the division that we have in this country today. The You can't even turn the TV on. I mean, you can't even turn the TV on, man, without anxiety, without just the weight of the world and the division and the sin that's going on. So if I can be in the mind place of focusing on Christ as my Savior and knowing that I've been crucified with Him, then even in those big moments... My mind should go to, what will I do with this moment? Yeah. This is my moment. Mm. This is my moment in history where God ordained the places and boundaries of time, of eternity, that I would be here and now, whether it be leading a ministry, working in a ministry, serving your wife, serving your kids, serving a church, serving a school, serving whatever. This is my moment. What will I do with this moment? And what the Bible says, can I read James? Come on. Have you read a verse yet? I feel like we've yep. just been going. You have? We've been going uh, for 10 minutes. It's felt like two, and I've probably been blabbing the whole time. I've already read two. You're good. Okay. Did I read James yet? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've, I've done verses in my head. Hello. But check this out. Count it all joy, my brothers, hmm. when you face trials of various kinds. That sounds psychotic. Yeah. Everything that I just said, it can produce... But the Bible just said, count it joy and go back to the joy episode three or four episodes ago and you'll understand what joy is. Count it joy when you face trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness and let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. So what this trial is doing biblically, if I, if I'm, uh, counting it joy and understanding no matter the circumstance what this trial is, and I remain steadfast 
It produces steadfastness. It tests my faith, my faith, which produces steadfastness, which means I could be found perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. That's a big deal, man. Mm. The Bible says have joy in maybe the darkest season of your life. As a believer, as not a believer, again, that's impossible for you, and this sounds like hogwash. And I think we've even touched on this some of these episodes that we've done, how, man, in this these crazy moments, we can have we can have peace, we can have joy, we can count it joy because we know that this isn't supreme. This situation, this trial isn't sovereign. But God is, and He's allowing me to go through it. Doesn't mean He's always causing you to go through it. He's allowing me to go through it, yeah. which means He's promising me that there's something that it will produce in me if I allow it. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, trials are to designed, you know, to produce spiritual growth and maturity. Yeah. That, that's what they're designed to do. And I love how you just brought that up because the next thing, uh, point I was going to bring up and how God responds is to, to uh, respond is rejoice, you know? Um, and it's just like you said, you read that scripture from James and I was going to read Philippians four, four. And Paul says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. And that joy that you're talking about, you know, it's not based off situations and circumstances. And we went over that in the joy episode as well. But it's a confidence, a trust and a deep contentment in who God is and in the promise uh, promises of his word. You know, we can't always escape the situations that we find ourselves in. We can't always escape the pain that we're experiencing, the heartache that we're experiencing. But, you know, we can learn to rejoice in God himself and, the, and trust in the good things that he is going to do um, and the ways in which he's going to use what we've been through to get us to a place in our walks, man, where I'm going to need to go through certain things and to have acquired yeah, certain characteristics and traits and learning how to rely and trust on him and lean into him and find rest in him and have peace in the midst of all these things that he does within the confines and the context of the trials that we go through. Yeah. We may not necessarily enjoy going through through them at the time, but they're absolutely necessary for where he's taking us in the future. Yeah. I mean, even like, it, so we're speaking to believers um, and, and we're also addressing, you know, you don't believe and you're watching this and, and that's fine. We welcome you to, we want you to, we hope that God softens your heart and you see the King of glory and your life's radically changed. But I, let me break it down and move away from scripture move away from, um, spiritual things, and maybe your mind can begin to grasp it on a finite level and let it roll into an infinite thought of how God says this is joy. So just in a secular, finite mindset, trials make sense that produce stuff. Like if, if we just look at the brilliant people, the athletic people of our day, Michael Jordan, and you go back and watch the last dance documentary, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. But, I mean, he was cut from a basketball team. Can you imagine the greatest basketball player to ever walk the earth was cut from a team? Do you think that that didn't? I mean, he says it. He said it at many speeches. It was like, that's the thing. That trial, that season of disappointment made him work the hardest in his life and never to make have that feeling again. So that trial of being cut produced something in him. Right now, let's go to like Thomas Edison, right? The, the light bulb guy. Um, he failed a thousand times before producing the light bulb. Mm. Don't you think that was a trial? Don't you think that doing all those things wrong produced something in him that he did it right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, and the list could go on and on and on and on and on. I mean, Babe Ruth strikes me as one who we, we all know the the infamous home run called a shot. He was the home run leader. Well, Babe Ruth also was the strikeout leader. 
you know, for a season. And it, this is producing stuff in them to work harder. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I have tons of those. You could talk about um, what was the dude, Bill Gates. What was his, Microsoft? Yep, Microsoft. I mean, he flunked out of college, started a company called like something silly. I can't remember. It was called like Star Dots or something, and it went bankrupt. And then that produced Macintosh or Microsoft, which is the he's the most one of the most richest men in the world right now. So I mean, these trials. So therefore, secular or someone who doesn't believe the way we believe, your brain can fathom that on a finite level. That okay, now I'm kind of seeing what God's saying. But God's been around way longer than these people I just mentioned, and He proclaimed this thousands of years ago. So if you can imagine that in a finite way, imagine what He's saying spiritually, and that it is producing in you steadfastness. It's you're growing your faith. We'll roll it back to those examples I just gave. Obviously, failing and failing and failing and failing and failing and failing, you're learning something there or you're not, Yeah. right? I, I do think in, in the Bible with the sovereignty of God, God is sovereign. And there's a theme also of the, the uh, sovereignty of God and man's responsibility, right? And there's two themes inside of that. And I believe that it is our responsibility to how are we going to face this trial? Yeah. Is it going to be depression? Is it going to be complaining? Man, you just don't understand how much I got going on. It's like, ah, yeah. I want to get off the phone with that guy or gal. And, or are we going to be like, I'm pressing in, man. Yeah. I'm learning. I don't lose. I learn. Right. Kind of gig. Yeah. And it reminds me of, you know, I think it's X 16. Um, but when Paul and Silas go to jail, um, and they mm. convert the Philippian jailer, you know, but it specifically says, you know, during that time when they were in jail, that they were singing hymns and songs of praises with wow. thanksgiving to the Lord in a time um, of persecution, of being, you know, beaten, of being spit on, of being having their freedom taken from them physically, you know, that they were singing praises um, and resting assured in the promises of God. And even in a time like that, you may think that's like an extreme example. But, man, that's because of trials that they had experienced prior to that that had been due to to the things that they had seen and, and experienced. Like I said, yeah, Paul had been run out of every town he's been every to. single town up to that point, yeah. man. And so he was growing in his faith all along the way. I'm, I'm sure it didn't always feel like that whenever he first came to the Lord and uh, and earlier on in Acts, you know, but through these trials that you experience and you see God show up, you see him show out, you see him get you through these things. It builds your confidence and faith yeah. knowing that, man, I remember when he got me through that darkest season of my life, man. I remember when he got me through the death of a loved one, man. I remember when he got me through that uh, time when my wife was going through it. I remember when he gets me through these things and man, that helps us. That gives us hope and it increases our faith and strength. Yeah, man. And I mean, just to give two examples of the, of the scripture that we've used, you've talked about Paul and I've talked about James. Well, James is the half brother of Jesus, right? They didn't have the same daddy. They had the same mama. Uh, but James ended up being a very key role in the church in Jerusalem. Well, that's dangerous because Jerusalem just killed the the guy that the religion is based on and ran everybody out and crucified him, and it's a dangerous spot. But not only that, but imagine your brother, half-brother, proclaiming to be the Messiah. Mm. You would think he's crazy. Yeah. And then you see him resurrected, but here's like non-biblical but church history if if we don't think that these guys practice what they preached and could have peace in a trial and growth in a trial and steadfastness in a trial, James was was forced to recant that Jesus, his own brother, which is weird. I have two brothers, man. 
even saying that your brother is something like that is right. weird because I know him. Right. But James is now proclaiming, even as you open up the book, it says a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. And so he was told to recant that. You can't talk about Jesus. He's like, no, I'm not going to. So they take him up to this thing, this temple, and they push him off the top of it. Mm. And he falls, and he's not dead, and they come up and club him to death. That's church history. That's not in, that's not in a biblical account, but that is recorded in historical historical documents. So yeah, that dude knew what a trial was. Yeah. And the very guy you were talking about, Paul, and singing in the prison, guys, have in your mind the correct mindset. They weren't in like a jail, and he didn't have a guitar, <laughs> and yeah. commissaries coming around. Not that prison's good now. It's horrible, horrible, horrible. One day in prison is one day too many. Yeah. But it wasn't like today where they're singing. It, the Bible says they're in the inner prison that they were in stocks and it wasn't like the stocks with their head and their arms and it was like fruits thrown at them. No, it was like contort, it was torture. They would contort their bodies and lock them in positions that cramps and seize up. And then their, their jail cell was in the inner and it was in like this at the very bottom. It was a dungeon. Well, guess what? All of the waste of the dungeon goes where down. So when they were singing praises to Yeshua, they were doing so in the most horrible situations possible. Mm. They knew what it was in a trial. They knew to have joy mm. in a trial, man. So they practiced what they preached or what they're teaching us. They actually did. Mm. And look at them, man. They're the heroes of our faith. Mm. They're martyred forever. They're, they're in martyrdom. We'll, we'll remember them forever. That's powerful. That's powerful stuff. I was actually talking with Larry, you know, before. I Big Larry? Around. Not, not oh, the one we okay, showed. Okay. Uh, one of our, our interns right now. Um, and that's something we were talking about, you know, just the boldness of of the apostles, of the disciples in their faith to go to these towns and know that most likely they were going to be run out. They were going to be, you know, their life was going to be on the line and all these different things and ways in which we're fearful to address certain things just out of how a guy might respond because mm -hmm. he may have a negative attitude or not like what I have to say or just how those things we can kind of refrain from doing so out of fear of what others may say or think in a much smaller minimal scale yeah. but to think that man they believed so much so in what they were proclaiming that man nothing yeah, else matters man. whatever trials whatever persecution whatever, whatever the cost man i've counted it yeah i've counted the cost no that's matter strong. what and that's just amazing but the last thing um uh, the last point i'm going to bring up is you know believe and act on the word of god um and this is a popular verse but matthew 4 4 it says but he answered it is written man shall not live by bread alone but every word that comes from the mouth of God, you know, um, and in this context, you know, Jesus was being tempted in the wilderness by Satan and he was trying to manipulate scripture and manipulate words and cause him to to, you know, do different things. Um, and Jesus always corrected him with with sound scripture and theology every single time. And I think that's so important for us when we can successfully overcome trials, you know, when we engage in spiritual warfare by proclaiming. God's word, not only to ourselves, but sometimes, man, I even do it out loud. I proclaim certain things, certain verses that speak to me throughout times in my life that, man, my spirit knows that, man, I need this. Yeah. I need to cling to this verse. I need to cling to this saying. And like last week, you know how we talked about how the, the spirit of the Lord, you know, mm. <clears throat> testifies with our spirit or bears witness with our spirit. That's something that's been heavy on my heart, man. That's like, man, when I'm having doubt, when I'm having trials, when I'm experiencing these things in life, that verse for some reason yeah. right now is just like, yes, yeah, man, yes, that right there, his spirit is bear witness with my spirit. Man. I know who that I you am. are his child. I, I know, yeah. I know beyond the shadow of a doubt. So it helps it. 
even my mindset and my, my perspective when I go through trials, that verse alone, and God will speak to you individually with certain verses and scriptures uh, pertaining to what you're going through if you seek him. And he'll put something on your heart, man, that stirs something in you, that stirs a passion and affection, a fervor for to chase after the things of God. And man, continue to relentlessly pursue those things, you know, use the sword of the spirit. Uh, John 6, 63, uh, the words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. Mm. These things are spirit and life. Mm. Yeah. And I got one, one more. First Peter uh, chapter one, verses six. Get this, man. Get this. In this, you rejoice. Mm. I like this In one. this, you rejoice. Though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials. Why? So that the tested genuineness of your faith, mm. more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at mm. the revelation of Jesus Christ. Come on. What's amen. the only way? I can't remember the, the, the exact address, but the only way to please God is faith. Mm. And this is saying these trials test your faith and mm. that this faith now is worth more than gold. Mm. Why? Because it testifies to the honor and the praise and the worthiness of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that is your gift to him. It pleases him. And we have something more valuable than gold that we can give him. Oh, man. And it is through trials. And again, Peter, we didn't talk about Peter. We talked about Paul and we talked about James. James. But Peter, uh, yeah, he went through it. Yeah. Remember? I mean, he, not biblical, but he was crucified upside down. Upside down. He didn't consider it worthy to be mm. crucified right side up like his Savior. Um, he he was, Jesus literally told him that he was the devil at one point because he was, you know, he chopped the guy's ear off. He was, uh, and, yeah. but then also we see uh, in Acts as well where he's just bold. Peter and John, they look to a, a lame man and pick him up and say, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you're healed. And he stands up and the, the religious leaders were like, you can't do that, man. We just killed Jesus. You can't do that or we'll kill you. Silver and gold I do not have, but mm. what I do have I give to you. He tells the guy in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. And he gets up and walk. And his response to the people saying, don't do that anymore, we'll kill you. He says, you do what's right in your eyes mm-hmm. or in God's eyes. But for me, I can't help but to speak about the things that I've seen and heard. Mm. You tell me that dude's not in a trial. He's literally in a trial, yeah. literally telling him, stop or you're dead. Yeah. And then after this, you keep going in acts and they beat the mess out of him and they leave singing and rejoicing. Yeah. Why? Mm. Well, because of what the Bible just says. Now, man, it's so fun and we get fired up talking about this, but I just want to, and we're winding down, but here it is. It's... Gosh, what is it? End, mid of January, getting close to February. Let this be true in your life. How do I do that? You put away stupid things that don't matter, that consume your time, that you allow to define you, that you allow to give you value. Because when those things are done, when you're like the biblical heroes of our faith, when you're like these men and women of valor that we look up to even today, It's like, I don't care what anyone else thinks. I don't care what you can take from me. I don't care what you can give to me. I'm going to, I can't help but to speak about the things I've seen in her, man. I can't help but to do that. And how do I do that? Even when I'm in a trial, if these things don't have the weight on me, 
and I don't see myself primarily as God, and I don't see myself as trying to be this person that's whatever, I could be in this trial, and I really can have joy, man. Yeah. I really can. I've experienced mm-hmm. it. I really have experienced it, and I'm telling you, it's almost like... It's almost like, and I'm very careful saying this, because I I don't I don't I think I know what you're gonna say. Yeah, yeah. I don't want I don't want sanctification all the time. I feel like God, I'm doing good. I'm growing. I do want it, but I don't want the pain of it. But I mean, when you experience this kind of peace and joy in a trial, because you know God's doing something regardless of how it turns out, it's almost like bring it on, man. Mm-hmm. Like give me the water pistol. I'm going to storm hell. I don't care. Yeah. But I'm just careful about saying that because right. I mean it's not like I right. I don't need I don't you know what I mean I am hey I do have confidence I do have faith and I can have joy, but when you experience it and I promise you guys unbeliever believer I promise you if you trust in Christ and you know His sovereignty you trust in His beauty you trust in His word His truth His promise when you enter into that you'll have a moment in your trial that you'll be put to a decision. Do I continue to let my stomach eat itself with with fear, with anxiety? And do I continue to try to figure it out 50 miles ahead, 50 plays ahead? Do I continue to, or do I not, I'm not lazy, I'm doing things, or do I trust God? Mm. And if the answer is I trust God, watch all the rest fade away, man. Watch joy begin to come in your mind and watch you remember, oh yeah, God's doing something. Yeah. And I want to see what it is. Yep. You close this out. I got I got one last verse. So rest in the rest in this right here. Rest in this. Let these words, you know, just be written on the tablet of your hearts. But it's Second Corinthians twelve, nine and ten, and it says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for Mm. you, for my power is made Made perfect perfect in weakness. That's good. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me for the sake of Christ, then I am content. With my weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. strong. That's strong right there. Mm. Praise God, man. Mm. So, hey, you're on a trial. Reach out. We're, we're, we're here. Info at springtolife.net. That's right. Hey, those those video submissions. Go, yeah. Those video submissions of, uh, what's it called? Hashtag not scared. Uh, you could put that in the subject line of a video. And, man, don't make them long. Come on, we ain't trying to watch 30-minute videos. Give us 30 seconds. Give us a minute. Hashtag I ain't scared and put your video and send it to info at spring, the number two life.net, info at spring two life.net. That's all the time. Trials, baby. That's life after addiction. Life After Addiction is a production of S2L Recovery. If you have any questions you'd like answered on the podcast, email them to info at springtolife.net. That's info at spring, the number two, life.net. And for more information on addiction recovery, visit s2lrecovery.org. The love of God is immeasurable. It's unchanging. It's indescribable. Because God loves you so much, you can sleep through the night in peace. With Abide Bible Sleep Meditation, you can fall asleep fast with relaxing sleep stories based on Scripture. To start listening now, go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Abide Bible Sleep Meditation. You can also download the Abide app for more biblical meditations at abide.com.